0: This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLING. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. He's Mike Fratello, NBA color analyst with the Clippers and the Cavaliers and former head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies and the Cavaliers and the Atlanta Hawks working backwards. I'm Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. Good to have everybody with us. Mike, last podcast. Let's get this out of the way right away. We did a whole segment on Fratello Wine, the Fratello Vineyards, based out of New Jersey. It's a long story. Go listen to the other podcast, but it was a hit. I know people loved it, and, and you have a visual for us with a bottle of Fratello wine.
1: This is what the wine mule brought in. <laughs> All the cases showed up. Okay, so we put a little split screen on the label this year with the hoop and the court. Nice. And we give a little description in the back. And very, very limited, as you know, to only 200 and something mm-hmm. bottles. So. Jeff, we're going to let you put the price on them uh, this year. I think it's and,
0: unlimited, Mike. I You could take that sky high, and I think it would sell.
1: Well, only 200-something bottles. Imagine what that's, that's going to go see, for.
0: Put those in ice or put those somewhere in a cellar for 50 years, then we really have something.
1: Oh hope. I like
0: that a lot. <laughs> I hope the house is still up then. <laughs> As we sit here today, Mike, we are speaking after the Cavaliers finished a very intriguing two-game homestand against Golden State in Milwaukee. They're getting ready to start a three-game road trip. New York on Tuesday, Houston Thursday, Oklahoma City on Friday. Interesting couple of things here in their their numbers. First of all, Cavs are 29 and 19. Oddly enough, the exact same record they had after 48 games last year, 29 and 19. They're 20 and five at home, best in the Eastern Conference, and their road issues continue. They're nine and 14 overall on the road which is down a bit in in the Eastern Conference. Does one of those sets of numbers surprise you any more than the other? Same record as last year after 48 games, great home record 20 and 5 or 9 and 14 on
1: the road, Mike. I'd probably ask is that about the time last year with that record identical record that Rubio went down? Was it approximately in that that time period it is it's
0: in that vicinity yes
1: because that's you know part of the loss uh that they had such a good thing going and and Rubio was was so good playing for them they had developed their rotation and they kind of knew what their responsibilities were and when they were coming in and who was playing with whom uh and Everything was kind of cooking. City was getting excited, saying like, hey, we may have a pretty good team here. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of young players. And then when Rubio went down, it wasn't quite the same. Uh, Another couple injuries, Knicks here and there. And that's what happens. And the the schedule catches up with you and uh, the wear and tear of the schedule. But here we are now with a little bit different cast than we had a year ago. And we're just getting Rubio back now. Uh, so maybe we shouldn't be surprised at any of the numbers because the road is supposed to be harder to win than the home games are. You're supposed to try and take care of business in your own building, depending on what their goal was that they set for themselves on home games this year. They could be right on course uh, to achieving that. Uh, can they win 30 games at home this year? Something like that. Right. Well, so I'll say the numbers may be in line with how good we thought this team could be this year.
0: Ricky went out right after Christmas last year, Mike, and he came back five games ago. So it was after 34 games last year. So clearly, you know, he had a huge impact early and then we saw what happened to the Cavs late as they had a little bit of a slide late. But right now, sitting at 29 and 19, let's go over what happened. And right, well, before we get to the the little homestand, in the NBA right now, on top in the Eastern Conference, it's Boston. Then, Mike, there's a little separation. And, you know, it was Boston, and then Philly was right there, and Milwaukee right there, and within two games or so. And right now, Philadelphia is four and a half games back in second place. And then Milwaukee's at five and a half. Brooklyn's at five and a half. The Cavs are at six and a half. So teams two through five right now in the Eastern Conference are separated by just two games. Are the Cavs a team that you think can make a move up? Or are they kind of settling in right where you think they will be, Mike, right around fourth, fifth, sixth in that range? Or do you think a couple of teams behind them might be able to push them down? I'd have to guess. My thought is they're kind of right in their sweet spot right now, maybe up a spot, maybe two if it goes real well. I don't really see them dropping any further than six, and that's only if somebody gets hot.
1: Well, let's be fair to Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia was missing uh, Maxi for a large number of games. Maxi yep. just came back last week, and he's been a a great addition to that team. And then they went on a five-game road trip and won all five games on the road trip. So you can see the value of Maxi to that team. If we're naming, if we're picking the top, and I'm going to leave the Cavs out for a second. If we're leaving picking the top four teams in the Eastern Conference, Boston certainly would be one. Milwaukee would be one. Philadelphia would be one. And if they were healthy, would not Brooklyn be one of the top four teams? Absolutely. Now, take the Cavs and let's envision them replacing one of those four teams that I just mentioned. And I think the whole thing is going to be dictated by the injury factor who gets guys back quicker, who doesn't lose any major pieces to injuries down the back stretch. Otherwise the Cavs are one of five teams in my mind, fighting for four home court court spots as you're in the back part of the season.
0: I I would agree. I I think, I think they have a chance to get that home court in the first round and you're, I think you're right on the money, Mike. If a team above them right now gets dinged up, that's a great opportunity for the Cavs. If the Cavs get dinged up, you could see them dropping down a little bit. But I, at 29 and 19, I think they're in pretty good shape, especially as as tight as things are compacted right now. Let's go back to that home stand. Golden State comes to town. Steve Kerr, who you had, decides he needs to sit his starters. They had played the night before. It was a, a Tough game for them, so there's no Curry, there's no Draymond. They sit four of their five starters, and then they come out and beat the Cavaliers. Is it is it too little to say stuff like that happens, Mike, in the NBA? Jordan Poole was great in that game. Is there anything you do other than say, okay, that's the way it goes. That that happens. You get bad, you get frustrated. JB
1: Bickerstaff wasn't pleased. it happens during the course of the season in the nba that a team that shouldn't win games comes in and plays sensational main guys being out you know the main guys were pumping up the guys that were replacing him uh, the people that were stepping up playing more minutes at night the main guys were their biggest cheerleaders in the locker room before the game let's see what you've got let's see if you can go out there and carry this for us Uh, I think the second unit guys understand the mentality nowadays is uh, load management. When it gets to be too many minutes, you play the night before you travel, maybe it's time for the stars. Think about how many games uh, Curry has played over the past eight, nine, 10 seasons. No kidding. So talking about load manager is a whole nother show because I'll go on forever and ever about should it be, or should it not be. But, it happens nowadays it's the norm it's what it's what's expected meanwhile cleveland's sitting there saying well golden state played last night and they're going to bench all these guys so we should get a win at home because we're pretty good at home well the other team comes in shoots the lights out you have a couple guys who struggle maybe you're missing a piece okay or two yeah and you start to fall behind they gain more confidence And now that noose gets a little bit tighter around your neck as you're coming down the stretch. There are third and fourth quarters. They're not going away. You didn't make the comeback that you thought you were going to make and bury them. And as a result, now you're fighting for your life in that last six, eight-minute period. doesn't always work out where you come back and win, like the storybook says. And that's what they endured. And and, uh, I know J.B. was not happy uh, because The Cavs allowed them to hang in there early on and get their confidence up instead of going in and and trying to crush them early on and say, Look, you made people out and you're not good enough to beat us and we're we're at our best. Didn't happen that way. And and he has to let them know that's not acceptable. They did not play up to the norm and the standards that they have set. This has been Basketball Gold, brought to you by Bedway.com. Bedway. For the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER.